Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, the life of your family, and in the lives of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Okay, are we ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 54, number 54, 54, and is titled, Ordained Elders in Every City. Ordained Elders in Every City. It's found in Titus 1, 5, Titus chapter 1, verse 5. I'll read it to you in the King James Version. For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and are during elders in every city, as I had appointed thee, ordained elders in every city. Greetings, my friend. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your word of truth. We know with assurance that you may be able to stand upon your word with full confidence that you have preserved your pure word. Lord Jesus, because of what you have accomplished at your cross, we have provided, you have provided to every soul, the opportunity to receive salvation by believing in you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for also sending the promise of your Father, of the Father, Holy Ghost. We fully welcome you into our heart and our soul and mind and body. <laughs> we give ourselves completely to your will, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and we pray in our Savior's name, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Well, it's another Sunday prayer letter. We're off and running. It is March. Uh, what day is this? This is March 27th, the Saturday afternoon. My, prayer name is, my name is Preacher John. I'm a street minister and a missionary church builder, <laughs> founding pastor, I guess you could say, to Gospel Evangelist Church based in Boulder, Colorado. I minister on the streets every day, six days a week. Uh, on Sundays, we're at the same local location. Uh, our church is located outside, not because of what's going on in the world, but because we are a street ministry. So we meet every Sunday uh, at 28th Street and Pearl. 28th and Pearl uh, is where we are. We're near the Target store, right on the corner. Uh, pretty easy to see us. We have a great big old 10-foot banner and uh, lots of people standing around, and we're all preaching a little at a time here. We preach in 10-minute to 15 to 20-minute little sermons on Sunday only. The rest of the week, we uh, intercede for souls, and we pray for every person uh, who comes up to us. We're building this church, Gospel Evangelist Church, from the street. We're not doing any other form of advertising or any form of uh, door knocking or any other thing are we doing except banner preaching and ministry on the streets. We're currently in nine cities here in the state of Colorado. We, our base is here in Boulder. Then we minister every Friday in another, lo another city. The first Friday, we're in Denver. The second Friday, we're in Golden. The third Friday of the month, we're in Nederland. The fourth Friday of the month, we're in Longmont. And every month where there is a fifth Friday, we go to the ends of the state, the state line, the gateway into the state of Colorado. The first Friday of, the, of this year, 2021, was in January. We went to Grand Junction, 
and preached for three days. The following fifth Friday will be at the end of April, will be in Fort Collins. The third fifth Friday of this year will be in Burlington, right on the Kansas line. Then the last fifth Friday of the year will be in a place called Trinidad, an amazing city just off the New Mexican border. And uh, But we travel throughout the city. We have 25 corners here in Boulder. And people have come up to me personally and said, why are you guys are all over town? <laughs> it says, I see you every day in all these different corners. Who are you with? And uh, I have to let them know that uh, there's basically just uh, one of us with holding the banner every single day, six days a week. But uh, because the uh, Holy Ghost has set me up on so many different corners, uh, locations in that rotate through a six-week period, it's... Uh, easy for people to think that uh, there's a whole bunch of us. So God has multiplied my presence in the city of Boulder. God bless Boulder, Colorado. On this podcast show, we use what we call our Sunday prayer letter. It's written every Saturday afternoon on the Sabbath, and we send it out Saturday night, Sunday morning to everyone, and we minister from this letter starting Sunday morning all the way through till the following Sunday. We preach from it on Sundays, and we preach on it from Mondays and Tuesdays. Wednesdays in our house church, we use it as our uh, point of reference for ministry. And uh, Thursday, Friday, and those who minister on Saturday, we use it as our starting point for our preaching and our ministry. You'll hear it often when I'm on the streets. Uh, You'll hear it in my YouTube uh, street preaching videos (laughs) and You'll notice that uh, I go off in different different directions. I don't go off the letter per se when I'm on the street, but I use the seed of the letter, the seed of the letter. And we know that the Word of God is the seed. The seed is the Word of God, and we sow the Word of God. We don't sow man's philosophy. We don't, use, we don't sow humanism. We don't sow anything that pertains to the world and the flesh. We sow only what is of God, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we use this Sunday prayer letter for our script. And I just started it off. The top of that letter of our letter had the title, Ordained Elders in Every City. Uh, don't mean to be going so fast here, but I'm kind of I'm kind of, um, what am I saying? I'm kind of um, excited. (laughs) Actually, I'm kind of excited because there's so many things going on. Every day is such a blessed day in the ministry on the streets. Uh, Street ministry has been such a great joy for me. If you're ever in Boulder or one of the cities that uh, we travel to, Please get a hold of us. You're more than welcome to minister with us, to preach, to hold a banner, or to do whatever you feel led to by the Holy Ghost. Um, it's That's really our only criteria, is you must be led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. And from that point, we can trust that you will do the right thing, being led by the Holy Spirit. When we see that people are not being led by the Holy Spirit and being led by their flesh or by their mind or by their own spirit, we generally step in and tenderly, gently, lovingly direct them towards the Holy Spirit. And uh, so far this worked really, really well, and we have had many, many preachers on the street doing very, very well. 
I'm highly pleased with all the street preachers that have ministered on the streets with me. They, all of them have done exceptionally well, exceptionally well. Uh, praise God for that. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. So in my letter, it says, greetings, friend. It says, let's pray. We've just prayed, so I'll just drop on down into the letter here, and I'll just start right here. How often is it that we pray prayers that move us to do something for the kingdom of God? I think that if we pray anything, that prayer should provide to us the assurance that when we step out on faith, that God is right there with us by His Spirit. When someone prays from their own mind or possibly from their own spirit without being led by the Spirit of God, could this be a prayer that might not be answered? And why is this? Well, praying is an act of our faith. As the Scriptures clearly tell us, the just shall live by faith. And that faith pleases the Father. Our own prayers or Our prayers giving joy to our Heavenly Father, or rather, is our prayers giving us an elation of vain feeling? These are questions that should stop us and give us pause to ask the Holy Ghost to help us and to teach us the word of truth. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Let's scroll on down here. Today's Sunday prayer letter is quite peculiar. It really is. Its title is Ordain Elders in Every City. And this letter is peculiar because of what we are going to discuss. It's not the typical thing that believers talk about. This topic is normally reserved for the ministers of churches and outreaches and ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, the Holy Ghost is doing something different with Gospel Evangelist Church at Boulder and Colorado. Are you ready for it? (laughs) Briefly, in our previous Sunday prayer letter, it was titled, A Servant of God, we can see that the topic and discussion of last week dovetails perfectly into our letter for this week. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't the Holy Spirit just magnificent? Isn't He magnificent? Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being on this show with us. Amen. You know, the Scripture says we're two or more gathered together. Uh, the Lord is with us. So he's with us by his Spirit. Because When he ascended back to heaven, he said, I'm, don't go anywhere because I'm going to send back the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost. And that's what happened at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah for that. Pentecost actually is the seventh Sunday after Easter. And Easter being the first Sunday of this month, of this April, April 4th, which will be Easter. Uh, that's the resurrection day. That we, that's the day we have set aside to honor the Lord Jesus Christ for his resurrection. I realize there's a lot of people who say that's not the day he rose, but God knows the day. <laughs> God's not dumb. <laughs> He's not stupid. He knows what's going on. The earth is the Lord's. Okay, so but this is the day that we have set aside, and so far this is what we're doing. So Easter is our day that we uh Honor the Lord Jesus Christ on that resurrection day. And then seven Sundays after that, or on the seventh Sunday, let me say that, 49 days, or on the 50th day, which that's what Pentecost means. Pent means to uh, 50, P-E-N-T-E, Pente is 50. So on the 50th day, uh, the Holy Ghost came and filled all the believers, and they began to speak with other languages. And 
when that language went forth, it did the first thing the Holy Ghost did in the earth was to magnify and glorify and explain, not explain, but expound and declare the mighty and wonderful works of God. And that's what we all should be doing in our lives, giving honor and glory to God in our lives. So going back to our letter here, the key text for today's letter is verse 5 of Titus. However, the full text is what we may be discussing here, namely verses 6 through 9. I may lay them out as I move through this letter, and hopefully this will all make sense to our spirit. For this, again, is something that is not talked about among everyday Christians. My take on this is, that should not be so. Every believer is a minister. If then you, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and have been born again and Holy Ghost filled, and your name written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven, and you have eternal life with God and a servant of God, then this letter today is for you, my friend. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's a simple act of just calling upon the name of the Lord. It's a simple act of crying from your heart. I liken it a lot to like a small child when they fall down and they skin their knee or they hurt their arm or their foot or, you know, I mean, I have children, and when they fell and they began to cry, I come running. <laughs> and that's what the Father does. When you cry out from your heart, Lord Jesus, save me, and it is actually a cry from your heart and not from your mind or some uh, dialogue that you're pretending, God knows the difference, my friend. If it's truly a cry from your heart, He'll save you. It's not by works. It's not some religious acts you have to do. It's simply a cry from your heart, a call from within your spirit. What I did was a simple prayer. I was laying in my bunk one day, and I just said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. That was my simple prayer. I liken that prayer something like the, uh, the malefactor, the thief on the cross next to Jesus. When he leaned over, well, he didn't lean over, but when he looked over to Jesus and said, Jesus, Lord, remember me when you enter your kingdom. That was his prayer. That was his salvation prayer. He didn't get off the cross. He didn't quit smoking. He didn't quit doing drugs. He didn't quit fornicating. He didn't quit prostituting around. He didn't quit any of the sins that are listed in the Bible. He didn't even go to church. He didn't even get baptized. He didn't kneel on his knees. He didn't bow his head. He didn't do anything that religious people say you must do to get saved. He just said, he just cried out to Jesus, Remember me, Lord, when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus turned to him and said, You'll be with me in paradise today. Wow. You know, and I pray that if you would just simply call out from your heart, like I just talked about, Jesus will save you too, my friend. Jesus will save you. Jesus will save you. Because that's what he does. He's a saving God. Amen. Going back to our letter here in Titus 1.5 in the King James, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. 
When we use Holy Scripture to teach on and to minister with, every word becomes a seed. All too often, some say that is not so. What they say is that it depends. What I say is, depends on what? Isn't the Word of God to every believer? They say, no, it depends. I say, why? (laughs) Even if we talk about Noah or Abraham or Moses and even Adam and Eve, we can glean from their life teaching and examples of what we are able to do and, and should be doing here in 2021 and beyond. Yes, I do realize that there are many scriptures that do not pertain to our current life in this time season, in this era of grace, which began at the cross of Christ, or possibly at the resurrection of Christ, or even possibly at Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was sent by the Father. In either way, any of these situations, we can use Scripture to define Scripture, and we can use Scripture to teach what to do today. In Titus 1.5, the Apostle Paul is directing the first bishop of Crete to set in order the things that are wanting and to ordain elders in every city, as Paul had appointed Titus. Does that make reasonable understanding? Does that make sense? Or, does it, or is it confusing? And let me kind of jet off on a sidebar here a little bit. If it is not un- understandable, If it doesn't make sense to you when you read the scriptures in Titus, could be that you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost. Or as John the Baptist says, John the Baptist said that Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that is not baptism in water. It is baptized with the Holy Ghost. When you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, you are filled with the Holy Ghost, and immediately you'll have a prayer language, and immediately you'll have power to witness, and you'll immediately begin to testify what God has done in your life with power and authority. If you have no power, you have no authority, you have no understanding, then it could possibly be you don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, or you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> so ordain elders in every city. Titus 1.5 For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as I had appointed thee. Let's define two or three words first off. Ordain. Ordain means to sacrifice. Yeah, it's in Numbers 28.6. Next, it could be to go and bring forth fruit. That's in John 15, 16. And it could also mean, or to ordain, is to set in order. That's Titus 1, 5. Interesting, huh? It's too bad. I wish I could, you guys could have the letter right in front of you when you have this show, because this show goes out into multiple uh, podcast apps. I'm on all the big apps out there. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on on. Uh, Pandora, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on Apple Podcast, I'm on virtually every podcast app out there. You can search for me by typing in Touching People for Heaven or John Shuck, C-H-O-Q-U-E, John Shuck is Touching People for Heaven, and you'll find one of the apps that uh, that you may enjoy the podcasts on. 
Um, and if you get the podcast, there should be a link in there in the show notes to go to my website. And at the website, you'll be able to either subscribe to our Sunday prayer letter or be able to see this current week's Sunday prayer letter, whatever week uh, that you are listening to at this moment. Uh, because I've been sending out letters every Sunday for uh, quite a long time. <laughs> and you can actually read the uh, scripture references, and then you can go to your Bible and look up those scripture references, such as uh, Numbers 28.6. Because I'm not going to read it to you on the show, but you can go look up Numbers 28.6. Amen? All right. So the next word is elders, E-L-D-E-R-S, elders, to be older, as Genesis 10.21, a chief priest, Matthew 16.21, to sit before God, Revelation 11.16. And the last word we're going to define is bishop, an office, as 1 Timothy 3.1, a steward of God, Titus 1.7, the shepherd, 1 Peter 2.25. I have in my notes here uh, that, that this uh, was hard to do. To find these definitions wasn't easy. I don't know why it wasn't easy, but it wasn't easy. It took quite a while. Praise the Lord, but it got done. Hopefully they make sense and give a better understanding of these words and titles. In most Christian churches, these titles are not used. Usually in strict religious organizations, you may find these particular titles. However, at GEC, Gospel Evangelist Church, we will use the titles used by the Apostle Paul as referenced in Ephesians 4.11 in the King James Bible. Continuing down our letter here, it's Titus 1.5, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. It looks to me like the Holy Ghost wants to set in order something that I preached on earlier this week. On the street. I think it was also in one of my street preaching videos. I said something like every city, town, village, community, and neighborhood should have at least one street pastor that anyone could see and come to for questions and answers and to just simply be available to whomever needs prayer or help. This is what I see myself as when I'm on the street, a street pastor. Almost sounds more accurate from my job title in the streets of Boulder and the other eight cities of Colorado that I'm in. To shepherd and to steward the people by the power of the Holy Ghost seems clear to me. When we use the scripture that the Holy Ghost has given me for this street ministry, namely Ezekiel 22:30, I immediately knew what I was supposed to be doing. It was clear. It was not a mystery. What does this verse say? Well... <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's right here in my prayer letter. Ezekiel 22:30. I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Also the following verse, Ezekiel 22:31. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. So when you know that 
it's the Lord that is speaking. The Lord God is speaking. Let's jump back up to verse 30 again and read it again. Knowing that this, these words are coming from God Almighty. And Ezekiel the priest is writing them down and declaring them to the people. So let's read it one more time, knowing that this is God speaking verbatim. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Wow. I'm not going to read the rest. (laughs) So to stand in the gap before the Lord God is something that every believer should be able to do. A born-again believer is covered with the blood of Christ, the Lamb of God, and is cleansed from all unrighteousness. However, what I see from my point of view on the street is too many believers are living in sin. If this is true, then that believer cannot stand before the Lord God. This statement should really Wake up everyone that it applies to. Yes. I'm going to uh, somewhat slow down here in this letter because I'm finding that it is more important to understand that as believers, we are ministers. Again, from my point of view or my view on the street, from where I stand looking out from underneath my banner, (laughs) This is not so. It almost appears that the believers cannot be distinguished from the sinners. I mean, think about that for a moment. To not be able to tell the saint from the sinner is a rather bold statement. Let's just move on through the letter here, though. Okay, let's don't uh, stop there because I can really go on a rant for sure. So from here, we probably will not get into much detail because there could be an enormous amount of tiny descriptions and nuances of Scripture that could fill 10 pages easily, not just a brief for our little or rather sometimes lengthy Sunday prayer letter. I say this because I see that the seed, which is the Word of God, to be of great importance, to sow this seed, ordained elders in every city, is important due to its importance to the Church of Christ. In another tack, it could also be important due to the fact that Satan is working in the church and deceiving many. Beware of what the devil is capable of doing. Don't think that all is well. From here, I'm going to list uh, in number format the qualifications as per Scripture. Titus 1.6, I'll read it to you. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of right or unruly. Number one, be blameless. Number two, husband of one wife. Number three, having faithful children. Number four, children not accused of riot or unruly. Titus 1.7 in the King James, and I'll read it. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, nor given to wine, nor striker, not given to filthy lucre. Number five, must be blameless. Number six, 
the steward of God. Number seven, not self-willed. Eight, not soon angry. Number nine, not given to wine. Number 10, no striker. Number 11, not given to filthy lucre. Titus 1.8, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. Number 12, a lover of hospitality. Number 13, a lover of good men. Number 14, sober. Number 15, just. Number 16, holy. Number 17, temperate. Titus 1.9, holding fast the faithful word as he has seen has been taught, let he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Sorry, I stumbled there. (laughs) Number 18, holding fast the faithful word. Number 19, he hath been taught. Number 20, be able by sound doctrine. Number 21, to exhort. Number 22, to convince the gainsayers. And that's the end of our numbered list. Returning back to our key text scripture and title of our letter and message to be preached on this week, Ordain Elders in Every City. Ordain Elders in Every City. Comes from Titus 1.5, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city, as have I appointed thee. Why did I not fill in the 22 points that I wrote here? I was led by the Holy Ghost to write only what you see or hear on this show and to direct you to pray on each line point and for you to search the scriptures as, you've, as you are led by the Spirit of truth into the Word of truth. In this way, you'll gain a deeper respect for God's Word and not for my ability to write a scripture discourse on the topic to ordain elders in every city. This will greatly help your spirit and will possibly provide understanding on what is happening in modern churches. This will take some time on your part to work through these points, if you so desire to. Let's pray again. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us this seed from your word. Help us to dig deep and found it upon the rock, which is Christ. Holy Spirit, we look and ask for your help and comfort and how to sow and how to reap from our seed today in this letter. Father, we give you all the glory and honor. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. And my letter is signed in great respect of our Savior, Jesus Christ, with my initials, J.C., John Shuck. Below my initials, I have three scriptures, Psalm 8, 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Psalm 26, 8. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Psalm 71, 8. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. Amen and amen. Well, there you go, folks. This is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, March 27th, 2021 at 4.31 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. It's written by John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, founding pastor, and missionary. God bless you, my dear friend. I hope you see you on the streets one day in Jesus' name. If not there, we'll see you in heaven. God bless you. Bye-bye.